Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to The Greg McAfee Show, where we discuss the steps to successful entrepreneurship, how to take your business to new heights, and ultimately follow your dreams. Today, we're going to be discussing how to be a trailblazer. Uh, someone told me the other day, they, uh, I was on a podcast and I said, uh, we've been doing something for about eight years. And uh, the other guy that was being interviewed said, McAfee is known in the industry to be a trailblazer. Uh, I, didn't have, I didn't have it completely down as much as this company has has it down. In other words, they've perfected it. They've invested a lot of money in it, but I had it down well enough to work for us and uh, it worked very well. So I got to thinking about what's a trailblazer, right? So for the purposes of this session, I'm going to tell you what a trailblazer is not because if you Google trailblazer, a lot of times you're going to come up with some of these definitions and, and uh, they define trailblazer as like some business owner who is derailed off doing his own thing. That is not what we're talking about today at all. Um, someone who's extremely emotional. That is not what we're talking about at all. Maybe extremely passionate. Yes. Um, someone who is skeptical of their team. Not at all. Actually, quite the opposite. Trusts their team, encourages their team, motivates their team. Um, someone who constantly is changing the plan. Uh, no, that's not what we're talking about. Um, actually, a trailblazer is very concerned about their business, so they want to be consistent. Um, they just want to try to find new things before anyone else. Um, someone who manipulates people while exalting their self. No, quite the opposite. Um, we try to actually lift up others and we kind of lay low and just keep driving hard. Um, and then they also said, um, now I go now I searched this in many different um, websites, but something else that came up is that they're a leader in title only. And no, that's the not the case at all. Actually, they're extremely good leaders. Um, I just put myself in that bracket of trailblazer, but there's a lot better or bigger trailblazers than me out there, uh, especially when you think of Steve Jobs and, and, uh, and people like that. So just realize that if you are a trailblazer, now we're going to talk about becoming a trailblazer um, and what it takes, but it's, it's actually in your DNA already. It's already there. You just need to fine tune it and make it happen. But you realize that you're different you realize that you're not satisfied with status quo. A trailblazer is just never satisfied with status quo. They're always wanting to move the bar. They're always wanting to do something different, something that the customer wants but is not receiving now, something like that. Some product that the customer doesn't even know they need yet, you know, kind of like a smartphone. Um, so, that's why they have to be innovative. They because they're not they're never satisfied and they have to be innovative and they have to continue to grow and they have to continue to 
even pushing people as part of a trailblazer, kind of pushing people to the to a level that they didn't even know they could achieve, and that's exciting. And uh, often we are ready, fire, aim type of people. Now, not always, but sometimes we are because we get we get excited, we're passionate, and we get sometimes we do get in a hurry. Um, and sometimes it works and sometimes it don't, but we don't get stuck in what don't work. We don't get stuck there. And uh, we we do get bored easy. And uh, when we're ready for the next idea, when we're ready for change, when we've been doing this long enough now where we're ready to change. And um, sometimes when you have different people on your um, leadership team or your board or whatever committee, um, a, a lot of people like status quo. A lot of people like doing the same thing over and over and they don't like change. So you make them, you can make them, if you're a trailblazer, you're going to make them feel uncomfortable at times. And, and so be it. If you're the leader, um, go for it. You know, if you're sitting on a board and, and I've sat on, um, advisory boards before where the leader just, you could tell he wasn't, he or she wasn't a trailblazer. And you really had to push them into their, um, they were very uncomfortable. And uh, I just, I don't last long on those types of boards because I like boards. I like uh, companies that are run by, if I'm going to sit on their board, I like companies that are run by movers, shakers, making things happen, um, up for a new idea. Um, you know, we used to, we used to play um, a brainstorming game and we had these uh, styrofoam balls and anytime anyone would say that's not a good idea or that'll never work, you know, everybody throws a ball at them. So, um, you know, you, you got to make things happen. Um, in my book, um, in my book, Build and Grow Your HVAC Business, which I really, I don't talk enough about, um, in chapter eight, I talk about the power of disruption. Um, and I define uh, a business disruption as any innovative, outside the box idea, whether it is a service or invention that leaves any and all competitors flat out speechless. And, and that's what I'm looking for. And, uh, I also noted in the book that the disruption mind is where entrepreneurs should be spending their most time at. I mean, that's the disruption mind is uh, where we need to spend our time at because, you know, it's, it's um, when you're disrupts, when you're disrupting your industry or your market, there's nothing more exciting for a trailblazer. Um, because it moves everyone's cheese and some companies end up going out of business because of it. And, uh, they just don't know how to handle it. Um, and I give many examples in my book, um, from the easiest, you know, from the easiest years and years ago, uh, we start, I had an employee, his name was Scott. He's my first employee. He was with me about 10 years. And, um, uh, ended up marrying someone whose dad had a small heating and air company and, and he went to uh, work for him and then he bought the business out from him. So anyway, Scott was uh, very meticulous and a really good employee. And um, 
he uh, came up with back then. This was new to the to our at least our market. It was new. It was pre bending. We called it pre bending copper tubing or refrigerant lines. So the only uh, braze we had um, was at the outdoor unit and in the indoor a coil. That's the only fitting or that's the only braze we had. There were no fittings in between. It was one continuous pipe which meant uh, it just wasn't going to leak. If it had a leak, it was going to be in either the outdoor unit or the indoor A-coil. Um, so what we did was um, we adopted that. We bought all the equipment for the benders. So everything we do at McAfee, we, we pre-bend all the copper and then we hook it up and it's nice and neat and we can, we can bend a 90 or we can bend whatever we want in the pipe. But basically, I was my only salesperson back then, so when I sold, I you know, I'd, I would ask the question or find out, uh, did, did they have any leaks in the system? Did they have to put a lot of refrigerant in it over the years? And if they did, um, that, that was pain for them having to do that all the time. So when I told them about how we did things and they go, huh, nobody, nobody else mentioned that. And I said, very few companies do this. Um, we would get to sale, okay? Um, and then throughout the years, you know, we came up with uh, eight to eight, same great rate. Uh, we had a lot of people, a lot of customers asking for after hour service. Uh, they, they didn't want us to be like a utility company where we say we're going to show up between eight and 12 or 12 and five, and then sometimes never show up. So we, we come up with eight to eight, same great rate. It became, it, it, it was a big hit and it grew our company it helped grow our company uh, much quicker during the first three to four years of that because um, the most popular time for a service call became um, between 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. when everyone else was closed uh, or charging the enormous emergency call rates. Okay, so that's disrupting and. Um, that's where I spend my time is, um, you know, what can we do different that just really disrupts our competition? Because I want to keep them on their toes. I want to throw them off their game, whatever it takes. So what I'm going to do is I've got a handful of things uh, that describe a trailblazer. And I'm just going to, I'm going to kick off with number one, a trailblazer is a disruptor. Like I said, um, they go where others aren't willing to go. Um, they go first and, you know, many say the first one in to something, whether it's a new product, whether it's a new service, whether it's an invention, um, the first one in, uh, may have more difficulty because if it doesn't work, then you were known as, uh, you know, the company that, that tried something new and it didn't work. Well, gosh, if we based everything on that, uh, you know, Thomas Edison would be known as a failure because how many times did it take to make a light bulb? It didn't work. So um, we, we like being first in. Uh, we like, we like uh, jumping in first, um, head first sometimes. But um, so it is risky. Um, some people say, well, isn't it risky um, being first in? Yes. Next question. <laughs> you know, it's being 
being an entrepreneur is risky. I mean, if you, if you don't want risk, don't own your own business. Okay. So, um, um, author and futurist Daniel Burris, um, which I follow on, um, many different social media forums. Um, he's, he is just a neat guy to listen to. I'm intrigued by how he thinks he challenges my thinking and that's what I like. And, uh, but he said, it used to be that the big eat the small, but now it's the fast eat the slow. You know, so um, fast is the new big. And I'm telling you, people don't like you in their house too long. Uh, when we first got in business, there were companies taking two and three days to do an install of a, a residential replacement system and we figured out how to do it in one day and do it right and and uh, get in, get out, move on to the next job. Of course, the more we the more uh, the faster we can do a job, the more we can do in a week, right? And uh, that just made sense to me. So we we got a system down, like we talked about last week, a system. We got a system down how to do an install and how to do it in anywhere from six to eight hours average. Um, we can do an install and, uh, that includes, you know, all accessories, new indoor unit, new outdoor unit, pad, disconnect, line set, pre-bending the line set, all that stuff, um, in and out. And, um, people like that. And it's, uh, they don't have to take off work more than one day if, if they even want to take off work. So, you know, when Apple launched the first iPhone in 2007, you know, folks, it's, an iPhone hasn't been out that long. I mean, you know, that's 15 years. We're in 2022 right now, and that's 15 years. And it, and it seems like iPhones have been out forever, but they, they have not been out that long. But when they came out in 2007, one of the comments from the CEO of uh, Research in Motion, which is also known as RIM, um, they're the company that created the BlackBerry. Now listen to this. Their CEO said, why would anyone want to watch a video on a phone? Um, obviously, he did not know the future, right? Um, and if you think about that, I mean, here he is, multi-billion dollar company, has the BlackBerry, the iPhone comes out, and you can watch a video on the phone and he's questioning who would ever want to do that. Well, uh, millions of people. Same way with Blockbuster. I've talked about Blockbuster several times, but you know, Blockbuster, while the board um, of directors was sitting around a big table, um, drinking coffee and eating bonbons and talking about how can we keep the, how can we let the customer keep our video longer Netflix came in and blew them away, even offered, Netflix owner even offered them twice uh, to buy Netflix and, and or partner with them. And they did not, they turned them down, actually laughed. And um, well, we know where Netflix is today and we know where Blockbuster is today. It didn't work out too good for them. Uh, but I was talking to someone the other day, had Blockbuster partnered with Netflix and let Netflix run this part and let Blockbuster run this part the company would probably be twice as big today as Netflix. Think about that. Um, Dan Burris also says, uh, failing to see the future 
failing to understand the difference between hard trends, which are trends that will happen, and soft trends, which are trends that may happen, um, is often often causes companies to fall behind. And uh, with today's rapid pace of technology uh, technology changes, falling behind can mean you may never catch up. I mean, you just might never catch up. Daniel Burris calls thinking in the future. It helps with problem skipping because when you start thinking about the future and you start thinking about where things are going, um, it can you can actually skip over problems because you know if it's a hard trend, you know it. This is going to happen, and so we don't have to worry about this anymore because this is going to happen. It's going to, in other words. We don't have to worry about the BlackBerry anymore because the iPhone came out and who has a BlackBerry today? I don't know if anybody has a BlackBerry. I still know of a few people who have a flip phone by choice, but I don't know anybody that has a BlackBerry. So, um, you know, when you fall behind, it's hard to catch up. And um, it also, when you're thinking about the future, you're making the invisible more visible. And, uh, you know, don't, don't we all wish, you know, we could do that more, but it really does take, um, oh, by the way, before I just let it sit here and then at the end, wonder why I didn't talk about this. This is Daniel Burris's book, um, Flash Foresight. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, how to see the invisible and do the impossible, um, you know, seven radical principles that will transform your business. I recommend this book highly. Uh, it's it's a great book, and um, Daniel's an extremely intelligent, intelligent person, and he really, really is intriguing to listen to because he um, he just has the foresight and and the wisdom to figure out trends and then um, base a lot of decisions on those trends. Okay, number two, trailblazers are hard workers. They're mostly considered overachievers. Um, that, but that does not mean they work 24-7. Because if they worked all the time, they would never have enough time to think of better ideas. And trend, um, I'm sorry, trailblazers um, are constantly thinking of how can I make this better? What can we do to improve this customer service or this customer's product or whatever it might be? How can we install it faster? That um, We've done many cool things really uh, to get products in a customer's home that uh, in a way that other companies have never thought of. And I'm not going to go into all that detail, but I can tell you there are some very creative ways that we've come up with selling product uh, a different way in the residential HVAC world. Now, um, you know, I think I, I think you know I talk a lot about um, Harvey Firestone and Harvey Firestone and Henry Ford. And they just did a lot of thinking. Um, you know, Harvey Firestone had around 42,000 employees by the time he was 40 years old. And he still went to his family farm sometimes over the weekend. And 
sat there and fished and thought and just thought all weekend about what, how to handle a problem or how to come up with a new idea. And then he'd go back to his big board table with all these board of directors and he'd share what he thought about over the weekend and they'd implement it and boom, um, you know, lots of success. Henry Ford did very, uh, very similar things. Um, Henry Ford got out a lot and, uh, would think by himself. So got to be a thinker, uh, to be a trailblazer because it's just not going to come to you while you sleep. Okay. Trailblazers. Number three are also innovators. They make their own rules and don't buy into what has always worked in the past. Um, they find a gap and they fill it. So they, they find a gap and they fill it and, uh, they're, they're not rule followers. That doesn't mean they break the law or anything. They're just, they just don't follow every rule. They're going to step outside the boundaries once in a while. They're going to step over the line every once in a while. They're going to try something new and the chances of sometimes the chances of it working is 50, 50, but they're willing to take that, um, because they think differently and they, they make up new rules, um, that other people end up following later. And, um, trailblazers number four also see failure as an opportunity for growth. They don't get stuck on failure to them. Failure is part of their succeeding and how they do things. And they just don't get stuck there. Um, sometimes it hurts, it definitely hurts to fail. Um, it hurts our pride. It hurts our wallet sometimes, but you know what? We're, we're moving forward because like Thomas Edison knew, um, when his, when his building burnt down, you know, he said, you know, I, I now know thousands of ways to not make a light bulb. So it wasn't failure. And, uh, you know, as his building was being burnt down, uh, not being burnt down, but burning. They said, what are you going to do? And he said, I can't wait to rebuild. I mean, he was just so positive because I, I can, now I can make, uh, some of the, um, advances I wanted to make in the building. So anyway, uh, I, I just like to read a lot about those guys, uh, Firestone, Ford and Edison, uh, way ahead of their time. Okay. Um, it's important to look at your mistakes honestly and learn from them. Uh, trailblazers also let go of the past and start um, making history, basically. So they let go of the past and they start making history. And um, history can be the iPhone, you know, I mean, whatever. So um, number five, um, trailblazers are relentless they, uh, a vision will not only guide you, but also provide the resilience to not give up. I mean, they are just relentless in succeeding and making something work. Trailblazers, um, they just persevere, um, and in the face of uncertain success, they don't know if it's going to succeed. See, I mean, it's, it's the unknown. And trailblazers are not afraid of the unknown. It's okay to try something and not know it's going to work. 
Um, a lot of people aren't there. No one's afraid to try something if it's guaranteed to work. Um, but a trailblazer is willing to try something and not know if it works. So trailblazers persevere in the face of uncertain success. They actually bleed red and the color of tenacity, <laughs> whatever color that is. Okay. So, um, Number six, trailblazers are not afraid to make small course corrections when required that will ultimately lead to uh, big success. And uh, get this, before Google acquired YouTube, they were struggling to make a Google's video product even work. So big, big old Google, before they bought YouTube, and I think they bought it for one point something billion and today it's doing over 90 billion. Ridiculous, right? Um, but here they were, before they acquired YouTube, they were struggling to make a Google video product work. So, but they weren't afraid and they they conquered, they conquered it by buying YouTube. Um, so, I mean, if you can't come up with something, buy out someone who's already made it work. Number seven, trailblazers take a step back uh, and don't make criticism personal. They are not only willing to hear feedback, both negative and positive, but they thrive off of it. And I'll be honest with you, when someone comes to me and says, hey, I see how you're doing this, but I'd like to give you some advice. Oh, man, sit down. Let's make a cup pot of coffee here. Let's talk about it. I can't wait to hear it. Uh, some people, I'm like, you I, I see something wrong and I go, do you, do you care if I give you some advice? And they're like, well, I don't know. Is it good or bad? Who cares? You know, if it's bad, it might help you. Um, so it's all good, right? So even if you have bad news for me, when you're giving me advice, it's all good because maybe I should change and make it better. Um, but we thrive, I do, I thrive off of feedback, both negative and positive. I mean, not everything's fun to hear, but I want to hear it. That's why I do focus groups and I bring people in and I ask them, how do you like this? What? How do you like how we do this? How do you like how we serve you in this area? How do you like um, this? Or how do you, how do you not like this? I mean, I want both. Feed me, make me better. Um, it's a natural high for me. It's, it's like being in a brainstorming meeting when someone is sharing how to make my business or how to make me better. Okay. So those were seven things, um, about a trailblazer. When you realize that you need to make a change in strategy, um, or that something in your business is not working, or even that something in your life is not working, don't fight it. Uh, don't fight it and don't ignore it. Cause I got news for you folks. It will not go away. It's, it's that snowball effect that actually it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So don't ignore it and, and, uh, don't fight it. Um, it just, we want you to pivot, just pivot a little bit. If you've ever played basketball, you know what pivot means. Um, it's a slight movement without taking your foot off the ground on in basketball, without taking your foot off the court. But um, 
pivot, move toward it, face it, and embrace it. And, um, you know, we're talking about a change in strategy. Um, Trailblazers see, excuse me, Trailblazers see that they need to make a change in strategy. Now, I can tell you that strategy based on certainty has no risk. Um, such as in my world of uh, HVAC, when the government got involved and wanted to change R22 refrigerant to R410A, that every new piece of equipment had to be R410A and all the manufacturing companies had to retool everything to make this new equipment because the compressors had to be different, the tubing had to be thicker, the coils had to be thicker because the pressures were much higher. Um, I'm not the brightest bulb in the world all the time, but I thought this is happening and it's actually happening relatively fast. So we made a switch fast. We were one of the first in our market to put in an R410A unit and we never looked back. I mean, we, we quit selling R22 way before anyone else did. And we were looking in the future because these were being produced. They were being manufactured. And a lot of companies didn't want to touch them. They didn't want to sell them. And again, I was my own salesman back then. So what did I do? Do you Would you like the old stuff, R22? Or would you like what everything's going to, R410A? And, you know, a lot of people said, well, I don't want the old stuff. So we got the new stuff in there and it worked fine. And it, uh, it, it just, you know, it was the McAfee way. It was trailblazing, uh, you know, for McAfee along the way. And then, you know, other companies were like, well, we've, we've, they, they would actually tell customers we've never installed one of them. It just made us look so good. Um, you know, Train your team not to say the certain things that will affect you and hurt your business. So, uh, as and 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 also as R twenty two then when when R four ten A came out and R twenty two became the bad guy that it's killing the uh, ozone, uh, which still I don't think there's any evidence that it actually did, but that's my opinion and that's what I've studied is there's really no evidence that it killed the ozone. Um, the ozone opens up and closes and it has been for several hundred years. Uh, but anyway, I knew that R22 was going to skyrocket in price and sure enough, it started going up. So I bought several, several, 10 or 12 skids uh, 40 per skid of R22 because I knew we were still going to have to service R22 for years. Um, it wasn't just going to go away. So, um, but we bought at a very low price and it went up. Um, I don't know if I tell you 50 times, um, you know, it went up, it went up a lot and uh, boy, it, it was great having that stock in here that we paid a very, very low price for. And all our competitors were still paying, they're, they're paying top dollar for it. Um, so I don't know, did it make me, did it make me a million or $2 over the past 10 years by buying that? Yeah, I'd say yes. Um, because we raised our prices on it, just like everyone, what everyone else was charged, charging for it, but 
what we paid for it was much, much lower. So our profit margins were much, much higher. Um, so anyway, that's trailblazing. That's thinking outside the box. And, um, you know, if uh, strategy based on uncertainty is extremely risky because you have no idea. And I thought about this as I was writing this, you know, today we're, we're this is July of 2022. If we, the United States, experience high inflation like we are right now, um, we will see a recession. Now that's certain, uh, you know, according to our history, we're gonna see a recession. That's certain. How big of a recession is uncertain. We, we don't know. We, we can't peg that. You know, it could be, when I started in 1990, we were in a recession. I just didn't know any better. I went out there and started knocking on doors and making things happen. Trailblazing, even in the 90s. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's less risk with certainty. There's more risk uh, with uncertainty. You know, so be careful. Um, as far as that goes, um, know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, right? All right. So, uh, lastly here, becoming a trailblazer is not easy. It's not for everyone. It's not easy. A lot of people are extremely comfortable running their business and doing exactly the same thing every single day, uh, and, and growing at an extremely slower rate, um, unless you're in, uh, Florida, Las Vegas, Arizona, um, and parts of Texas, um, where it is just unbelievable, unbelievably hot. And um, you're an expert in HVAC when you run a company. You're an expert in business when you run a company in those areas. That's for sure. Okay. So uh, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Um, the only way to know you su you've succeeded is when others tell you you have. Now, I'll tell you, that goes for all trailblazers, all high achievers, all mover shakers kind of people. Um, we're, we're the last to know that we have uh, succeeded sometimes because we're, we just expected, we were either, either we just expected to succeed or um, we didn't do, we didn't do enough to succeed unfortunately. And, uh, that's not a male thing. That's not a female thing. Um, it's possibly a personality thing, but it's, uh, it's a title that's earned and granted and, but can't be chased down. It, it's really hard. It's really hard. I, I'm not giving you anything to here's what you need. Here's the ingredients to be a trailblazer. Um, you either know you are, or you know, you're not. However, there are some trailblazers that just needed a little bump. They, they needed to know it's okay. It's okay to be a trailblazer. It's okay to get out there, make things happen, and it's okay to fail because the next one may not fail. The, may, the next one's going to be a grand slam. You just never know, okay? So with the right mindset, uh, you can blaze your own trail and change the way the game is played in your industry with the right mindset. And it's not um, how much money you have, honestly. It's not where you were raised or who you were raised by. Um, it, it's you either got it or you don't. I mean, if you have that desire 
to go out and make things happen and blaze some trails, you can do this. And uh, it's fun. It's exciting. And before we wrap up, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to uh, like and subscribe below. You can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Keep listening because we're just trying to help you grow your business, grow it in a different way, think differently than all your competition, and of course, sleep better at night. And uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram um, and Facebook at The Greg McAfee Show. No spaces, no underscores. Uh, Be sure to tune in every week. We've always got some exciting things happening. And um, someone wrote just the other day about uh, maybe you can go over some of your trucks, how they're designed, what they look like, um, how do you stock them, all that type of thing. So I'm going to look into that um, and see what we can do about um, putting some pictures up here of our trucks and uh, inside, outside, and where we park them and all that kind of stuff. Uh, It's just kind of neat to know uh, if you're growing a business. So... uh, Thanks for listening, and as always, carry on and have a great day.